You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. So the latter part of 21 and the early part of 22, we lost major pillars, men in the church that were... It like rocked you. They yeah. were like the... They're, they were consistent. But mm-hmm. they felt like the pillars, right? Yeah. So when I think of a big building and these things are holding it up, when one of those go down, there's a good ch- Your structure just got shook. Right. And there's a good chance that that's going to hurt. You start seeing dust hurt and debris falling from a different corner. They were, they were both men that had vision, too, right. given and, by God of, like, full church. Like, they they talked consistently about the revival and the the feeling that was going to happen and, and the, the, mm-hmm. the loss that were going to come. And both of those men had, like, open visions from God of that church being full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even us getting that... If you're 40 and under and you're listening to this, you need to, like, get it together Mm -hmm. because we are losing the people that are in these older generations that have a hunger for Christ. They they have a a, a deep, a deep, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It is deep within them. That they know the beliefs that they believe. They love Jesus Christ. They are... They have a firm foundation. A firm foundation. Mm -hmm. Their house is built upon the rock. They know how to pray. They know how to cast out demons. They know how to pray in the Holy Spirit. They know how to pray for the sick and they shall recover. They know Mm -hmm. how to do all these things. And we've gotten into this this odd place where no one is is learning from them anymore. If anything, people are reverting away from the church yeah. and they're just trying to get all the church. Well, well, we I think- had heard, though, for years, right? Because you and I, particularly, we went to youth conferences as teenagers. And it was like Acquire the Fire, Ron Luce, and people like that have been saying for years, if you don't step up, there won't be a church. Right. It's not like... It's not like your church won't exist, like the church won't exist. And I think it started, you hear that as a teenager and you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. But then it started, it's like it clicked, right? Because it felt like, okay, like this is it. Yeah. This is real. Yeah. But even those prayer people, so the people that Mm -hmm. are always going to a certain person for prayer, what happens when they're not there anymore? Yeah. Right. Oh, I have a praying mother. What are like? Grandma. What are you gonna mm-hmm. do when that person is no longer there anymore? Like, we need to be able to learn these skills ourselves, so that Glean we from we them. can continue mm-hmm. that on, and we can become those pillars, and then we can teach our children how to become those pillars. And Elijah, that's how this process is supposed to work. Elijah had to stay on Elijah's coattails because he had a prophetic word that he was going to get a double portion. Um, you, if you read all about that, there's different places where it says that the sons of the prophets were like, oh, Elijah's going to go today. He's going to, and, and Elisha continued, he, like, Elijah's be like, oh, you just stay here. And he'd be like, no, I'm going with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because that had to be, there had to be a transfer there. Well, when Elisha went, uh, it said that they took a dead man's bones and threw it in his grave. He didn't pass that mantle. He died with the anointing on him. Um, mm-hmm. We we cannot afford to be the generation 
that all of a sudden realizes that we can't call grandma or mom or dad in the middle of the night and ask for prayer because now we're supposed to be that prayer warrior and we haven't put in the the hours. We haven't put in the work. We haven't done the work. We haven't, we haven't submitted to anything because a sovereign God would never ask anything of me. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he just accepts me for me. Well, I think what we realized and you, I would think what you guys are saying in particular about the beginning of this year is it became very real to you that you were not and could not continue to be a seat occupier. Absolutely not. You are you're called to more. Yeah. And, and we we can't we can't walk in a seeker friendly doctrine that's going to say oh just come to church and stay the way you are and and we're just going to pray over you every week for the same things that God'll give you finances and God'll I think yeah and I think people trick themselves into um this idea that 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 is true of some people, but not of them. Yeah. Right. And they're like, I don't know how how you get people to understand the realness of that for themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like they have to work it out on their own. Work but, out your own salvation. Mm-hmm. But there's gonna come a day where like, there's you're not gonna have that person to call. And why do you think it's not you? Right. What? Who then? Yeah. God created you. Yeah. You're breathing for a reason. <laughs> yes. Like he created you. It's not just like status quo to work eight to five and make tater tot hot dish for dinner. And you know what I mean? Or take your, be busy. People think they're mm. called to be busy. Oh, yes. No, you're called to be fruitful. Yeah. You're not called to be busy. You're not called to be a chauffeur or you're called to have, you know, a relationship with Christ and share that with other people mm-hmm. and keep the, his church alive. And I think I, people I are convinced that it's just, it's somebody, but it's not them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have friends that literally conversation is, oh, I'm, I invested in this crypto or I invested in this. And I'm, I'm over here like, man, I just, I feel like I haven't invested in my, my spirit man enough to, to, mm-hmm. to steward some of the calls that God's put on my life. Right. You know, the idea of what we invest in, too. Uh, the Bible repetitively says don't invest in things, treasures that are going to rust and rot. Mm-hmm. Lay up your treasures in heaven. And everybody wants this. They want a boat and they want nice golf clubs and they want a nice car and they want a nice 401k and they They're want a retirement where they can travel. Investments in the wrong type of bank. You if know? you can't, if you can't, if you can't sit through a three-hour church service and utilize your your members to worship the God of all creation for a few hours on this earth, what business do you have in an eternity? Well, you know, you're right. going to be in a place where there's seraphim that 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 literally go around the throne of God repeatedly. What is seraphim? The, they're angels that God mm-hmm. created. They're a, a high angel. Mm-hmm. And if you read in Revelations about them, they're a very strange-looking beast. Mm-hmm. And they, they just go around the throne and they just cry out, holy, holy, holy. 
for an eternity. Mm-hmm. And and there's theologians that believe that the reason why they can do that is because every time they make that rotation around the throne, they see a different facet of God. Right. So we had a, I hate to bring it up again, <laughs> the women's breakfast we had. I, I had everybody do this exercise. And I was like, do you have a favorite restaurant? So we'll do it with you. Do you have a favorite restaurant? Or have you ever had a favorite restaurant? Mm-hmm. And then within that restaurant, did you get to know like one of the waitresses or waiters and kind of developed a relationship? And they know you by name. They greet you, mm-hmm. right? They know your favorite table. Would you go on vacation with them? <laughs> As you know them right now. See, that would be a struggle for me because right? I would not want them to see me in a bathing suit. <laughs> Fair enough. Would you let them watch your kids? Probably not. Would your kids feel comfortable enough to walk up? With you, it might be a little different because Jasmine is very yeah. personable. But to walk up and hug them and, right? Yeah. And people have developed this transactional relationship with God. Yeah. Where... When you get to heaven, there is no like meet and greet table where you're walking up, grabbing a name tag. It's not, there shouldn't be a getting to know you period. Mm. That is supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're arriving to a marriage. You're already done dating. Yeah. yeah. And do your kids know the voice of God and know Jesus enough to pick him out of a crowd right. and, or, or even approach him? Or would it? Would you have that conversation? Like, I mean, once she warms up, mm. then then she'll she'll feel like giving you a hug, because they don't know Jesus well enough, and that's like a thinker, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that's that's the that's the misconception people have. People what want do to you be think pursued. heaven is going to be like. You think that you, it, it's for the people that know him. Mm-hmm. It's for the people that know him. You really, people have to like conceptualize. Imagine yourself walking through the gates. Then what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then what? Well, and even on this earth, you know, like God never leaves you nor forsakes you. He pursues you. He mm-hmm. he sets up divine appointments, and then boom, you receive Jesus. Right. And then you get into the scripture, and it says, "Now you seek first His kingdom and His mm-hmm. righteousness." And then all these things shall be added unto you. Right. So there's a shift that takes place. We're no longer the the pursued, but we're now the pursuer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we're trying to to seek that intimacy. He sought out intimacy with us, and then actually sacrificed his only begotten Son to to open the door and, and to rent that veil from top to bottom mm-hmm. to open the 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 courts of the holiest of holies so that we can boldly come before the throne of Christ. And, and now we have to get ourselves there. We have to pursue, we have to dig into the word. People give me books. Oh, you, you need to read this book. This guy has got a great ministry. He reminded me of you. I don't feel that I've read the Bible enough and I don't feel full of the word enough to want to mix in some guy's idea of how he met Christ with that. In a, in a sense of taking that, that book 
and and spending all my time reading it. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing for people to do. Some people that's how Some they learn. Need it. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I I have this 24/7 hunger of where I need to get as close as I can because I know there's places he's going to take me where I can't be without him. It sounds to me like that's been so far the I mean so far it's December. But that was the theme of the year for you, right? Kind of the pursuit. Yes. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. literally, um, we've shifted things so much. Um, we cut out things. We, we like, I made it a point to start every day with scripture reading. Um, That's a change for you too. Yeah, right? but I didn't, I, so I have, man, the workout, the salvation verse it's so true because everybody, we're all running our own race here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the like again, it sounds it sounds crazy because from Joe's testimony, you think that we would just be like these crazy fireballs twenty four seven, checking off all the boxes, perfect Christians. Exactly. Yeah. And well, we we probably looked like crazy fireballs to some people, but that crazy fireball when you're when you're doing those things, um, they're they're good to a point, but then God wants to take you from glory to glory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's constant. There's so much that needs to be surrendered to the Lord that, like Joe said, it can't be taken all at once. Mm-hmm. And so it's this process that ends up taking place, and. You end up living, um, the first thing I think about is when people say, oh, you'll lose the fire. Mm. Like, you're on fire right now, but. How many times in your life, though, have you said, I can't even imagine losing the fire, though. Right. 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 Because we, even as teenagers, we thought that, like. (laughs) But the part that I don't like, though, is Mm -hmm. why is a believer telling me that? Right. That is garbage. It is. That is absolute garbage. Mm -hmm. Well, and the power of life and death are in the tongue. Or even like people that are like, oh, you're feeling great now, but Mm -hmm. that'll go away. What are you saying? Right. Oftentimes they'll say, you lack maturity in the Lord. Right? It's messed up. It's like they see zeal as immaturity, and that's sad. Yes, Mm -hmm. because childlike faith. We're supposed to have childlike faith. Well, and the Bible says, don't let... People despise you because of your youth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and actually I've so we're I'm I'm only in my thirties. And so I do have I do have youth right now. And so there might be some people that are older that are like, she don't know. Like she doesn't have the pain and the the stuff that I go through because I'm older and I don't discredit that at all. They ought to pray you never I, do. I heard a um, thing. I heard a really good message one time by Chris Valentin and and he was talking about the prophecy in Joel chapter two. Shout out Chris Valentin. Yeah, amazing. We love you. <laughs> so he was talking about uh, the prophecy in Joel chapter 2, and he was talking about, you know, my my sons will, and my daughters will prophesy, and old men will dream dreams or begin to dream again. Mm-hmm. And he said that his take on that was that the the prophetic and the move of God would inspire old men back to their youth, and they would begin to to seek out their dreams again. Absolutely. You know, when you have a dream or a vision or a goal. And he said it wasn't like 
that these guys were going to go to sleep and just have dreams about all the great stuff going on, but they were going to be inspired again. Yeah. And that's what should happen when people get around. The Well, even the T.L. Lowry's. And the, and the Rodney Howard Browns and the and the Bill Johnsons and the Reinhard Bonkies, yeah. they're all they're all past their sixties, mm-hmm. and absolutely on fire. Every single one of them. And a lot of them started at like sixteen, seventeen. Right. The fire doesn't go out. Mm-hmm. If you right. believe the fire goes out, I'm telling it, you that's it, a lie. Fire fire should turn everything in its path into fuel for a bigger fire. If if the fire did go out, then you you surrendered to something. Absolutely. If the fire goes out, you need to then look at self because something has occurred. And it could be that an external factor extinguished it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know. Well, sometimes it's as simple as being as like discouraged because your kids aren't living the life you expected them to live. You know, and mm-hmm. my it's parents where, probably went through that. It's where the lack of hope comes in. Mm. So when you when you end up um, on fire and that fire goes out, you've lost the hope. Well, and that leads me back in my train of thought to the same thing. You need to examine whether you've continued to cultivate a transactional relationship with God. Yeah. Rather than a real deep relationship were you seeking yeah were you seeking goosebumps and uh healing services where you watched somebody called of god walk in signs wonders and gifts or were you seeking god's face in intimacy so that that you you didn't need those Mm -hmm. the sign and the wonder for the unbeliever so are you just going to be a infantile unbeliever the rest of your life when jesus raised a little girl from the dead uh, mm-hmm. He said, "Go and get her some meat." You know, right. like she had reached a different level of spiritual maturity by being brought back from the dead. Mm-hmm. So when we when we get born again, when we go through the process of water baptism, and we we go under that water, and and we we basically make covenant just like the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and we come out of that, and we get baptized in the Holy Spirit with fire. When we go through all that, we're born again. Now, what happens when you hit a, a different level of maturity? Well, you you get weaned off of the milk. Mm-hmm. You get weaned off of the the, the things that you, you're not being spoon fed anymore. Mm-hmm. So now, all of a sudden, you you start to to you know, Jasmine. She'd always find the smallest things when she was like two and three, and she'd pop them in her mouth, and we'd have to run. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, nobody in my house is a runner. Like we all have short <laughs> legs and long upper bodies, mm-hmm. so it's like short legs, short upper body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like I'm not running any hurdles anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But the 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 whole idea of of feeding ourselves, I I I lost my fire because I'm in a church where I'm not being fed. Was well, your Bible sewn shut? Yeah, it is the feeding part though. Mm. So, um. Joe has been a great example for me because um, if if the if the devil can keep you from opening up your Bible, mm-hmm. he's won. And for multiple years, that is what he did with me mm-hmm. because I it's like it's like it was almost like a 
a you were, supernatural you were like thing. You couldn't understand where it. I couldn't. I couldn't understand it. I would open it up and I would read something and, and an I wouldn't Bible understand. Too, right? Like you just couldn't. I couldn't bring get into to it. Like listen to it, and yeah. it was driving me crazy. And when I couldn't get into the Bible, and I and I was seeing somebody that was under my same household that every word that he read was like revelatory fire, and I was like, "What is my problem? Why am I not understanding this?" And I was getting so frustrated. Frustrated, and then I would just push, pu- push it aside, and he would literally come home every day, and I would have like if I would have a bad day or something, he'd be like, "What scripture did you read today?" And I'd be like, "So help me." <laughs> Ask me that one more time. <laughs> and oh, it would make me so mad, but it wasn't wrong. Do you he, remember how I got to that point though? No. I got delivered, set free, started really seeking God, and then I started praying for hunger. Oh, yeah. And I gained like 45 pounds in the natural. I was starving all the time. So I'm just eating, eating, eating. And I'm like, what is going on, God? Why am I getting so fat? (laughs) And all of a sudden it hit me like you you prayed for hunger. And and, and I was expecting like Mm -hmm. God to hook a hose up to the, the spigot and shower me in hunger and blessings of of knowledge. And I wasn't eating. I was literally physically eating, so I had a physical manifestation of a spiritual want mm-hmm. or need. And then once I realized that there was a connection there, I started really reading the Word. Mm-hmm. And then God started highlighting things to me. So then I'd get stuck. And then I started changing like everything around me. So there was no... Um, I started finding there were certain... like. Worship music that I liked, but I couldn't listen to anymore because it didn't. It, it almost was grievous to my spirit because it wasn't. It wasn't connecting with what I was eating. Mm-hmm. You know, so like what I was reading and what I was experiencing through God's word coming alive fruit. in me. Like all yeah. of a sudden, I'd hear this this music, and it was a beautiful, but it was like based in emotion and not spirit. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, it would be like, well, there's scripture in there, but they're singing out of their emotions. And it it wasn't like I was against the music or it had an issue. Like, it was just not, it wasn't nourishing to me at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, like, I started, and then certain ministries, like, God put certain ministries in my path that just really, they were what I needed where I was at in that moment. And all that stuff cultivated an environment where, like, all my awake hours of the day, I was either thinking about it mm-hmm. or having experiences where I was like regurgitating whatever I was learning to somebody, you know, and God was using that as a way for me to retain the information. Like I'd be like, God, I I, I need I need to I need to have this hunger. And then I'd read some scriptures and then he'd put three people in my path that, that would quote that scripture. Or I'd go to church on Sunday and pastor would reference the verse. Mm -hmm. Or I'd go to Bible study on Wednesday night and pastor would reference reference the verse. And all of a sudden it started. So there was a big shift that happened. But leading, I I always see people like, oh, what do you need prayer for? Oh, I want to minister to my family. Pray for boldness. I want to pray for boldness. And I'm like, oh, man, do you know what that means? Like, one, Jesus' own family was ready to have him institutionalized because they thought it would save him. And then, two, 
a prophet's not received in his own town, so you might as well go out and try and evangelize and get everybody in your neighborhood saved in hopes that God will put one of those people in front of your family member to share the gospel, because they'll probably receive from them because they think they know who you are. Mm -hmm. The thing that comes to me is, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Yeah. When we pray for something, what God does is he puts opportunity Mm -hmm. in our path. You pray for boldness, he's going to put 20 opportunities for you to step out of your comfort zone in your faith and share the gospel. And if you're not still aware of that prayer that you prayed, you'll walk away feeling like you just missed something, like Mm -hmm. you don't feel right about something because that was your opportunity for boldness. God is a God of action, and he always wants to see you conquer and be more than a conqueror. So whenever we pray these things, like for me, I prayed for hunger, and all of a sudden he gave me an opportunity to eat, and I picked right. up the wrong thing. So that that's why I brought up the verse, because do you know <clears throat> off Say the it top again. of your head? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Mm. For they shall be filled. There you go. Yeah. I can... Like, so... Like, it's not even a question, by the way. It's a... There's a period at the end of the sentence. So, Mm -hmm. uh, think about hunger and thirst. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're hungry and when you're thirsty, Mm -hmm. there's a very different level. Yeah. That's why they say don't go shopping hungry. Yeah. 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 Like, And sometimes if you're you're hungry, sometimes you drink and it'll quench it for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, so when you hunger and thirst, that's more of that perseverance that comes into play. Mm-hmm. You have to feel hungry. Seek and you, you shall find. Yeah. Everything, like there's so many scriptures in the Bible where you have to literally press in, press in, press in, press in, mm-hmm. press in. And if it's not happening, you press in. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's not happening, you press in. Because for like when my shift occurred, I can't pinpoint an exact date or an exact time mm-hmm. or anything like that. But when he said that he just started to just get into the word and would just infiltrate his entire life with it and just and just be there, he may have not wanted to at, at every moment, but he made a choice. Mm-hmm. He put his will to be like, I am doing this and mm-hmm. I'm going to seek because I'm going to find and I'm hungry and I'm thirsty and I shall be filled. Like you stand on these scriptures and even if you're not seeing the circumstance, you know, right? Even mm-hmm. if you're not seeing it, you still do it anyway because I don't know when it takes place and it takes place at a different time for every single person. But for me, I started to get... Um, to that same level as Joe because um, it's insatiable. I started to get like a holy jealousy of Joe Yeah, where I was like, I want what he has and what God does for one, he'll do for another. And I want what he has. And so I just started to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Even even though I wasn't understanding what I was reading in the Bible, I just kept reading it and I kept reading it. And when he said that he would start getting studies, if I would get stuck on a word, don't sit and try to read Genesis through Malachi in in one week and be like, well, I read the Bible and that didn't work for me. That's garbage. Stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Because the way that God starts to speak to you is you have to literally like 
however your personality and your brain and all of these things play in, you have to dissect it. If you haven't read the Bible, by the way, you will be so surprised to find out that all your Sunday school stories are done within the first half of Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they look they're totally so much more beyond that. Different. Yeah. And a lot of them look very morbid. Read them as an adult. Yeah. 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 But you know, I, st- I wonder if people don't misinterpret spiritual hunger for just the idea that they're not being fed at church. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna try this other church because I'm not being fed. Is it because you're not being fed, or because you have this? God's created in you this this insatiable appetite for His Word, and you're not eating at home. That's absolutely the problem. If you're not eating at home, there's no way that a church service is going to be able to fill you the way that you yeah. need to be filled. Well, we talked about that in like what episode one, yeah. where. We said, you can't be a Sunday Christian. And the crazy part, too, is you're missing out on God's blessing. Mm -hmm. Because when you're filled in your home all day long, and then you watch a a pastor on TV, or you go to your own church, or you go to your own Bible study, there's always confirmations. Mm. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I was just reading this, or I was just in this this last week. And that moment for you is like a quickening of your spirit that the Lord is so present Mm -hmm. and has all of his people on the same page. And it it like does something to your spirit when you're able to be like that. So the people that aren't getting into the word during the week, you're missing out on that every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Well, the holy... The, John the Baptist said, the one who comes after me, whose who's sandals I'm unworthy to even unstrap, mm-hmm. he'll baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. You know, So we get the water baptism, we get born again, we get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and now we have super added to our natural, and everybody just kind of stops there. Mm-hmm. Because fire makes things uncomfortable. It's hot. It's consuming. It, it will in some respects, it'll eat up every part in, of your life. Right. In other respects, when you contain fire and warmth it's attractive to people mm. if if you are able to wield it skillfully people want to be near it thank you so much for joining us today we pray that you found encouragement through what we've shared We would be so honored if you would make sure that you're following us. You should also find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at at the Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. And don't forget, we put out new episodes every Monday. See you next time.